Falcon and Winter Soldier podcast. Now, 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 unfortunately, we cannot discuss the latest Disney episode because that was great. Unlike the Yankees, who is what we actually talk about here on the Pinstripe Alley podcast. I'm here with Kunj. How are you? Uh, I'm going to answer the same way you answered me when I when we joined this call. Better than the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, that doesn't take a lot these days, but that's such as life. Yeah, I was gonna say which it's a high bar, but <laughs> yeah, the Yankees have not won a baseball game since we last recorded, so that's great. Yeah, apparently we jinxed them. I guess if you if you're into that. Yeah, they had lost three games in a row, then they won back to back games, and we recorded our podcast. We're like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's good. Things are maybe getting back to normal, and then they've lost uh, five in a row. And are five and ten with the worst record in the American League and a record that's only better than the Colorado Rockies. So, yeah, it's not great. Just a quick, fun little thing. I just, you know, I have the 2021 Yankees baseball reference page up right now. And you know how it shows like the top 12 players like by war? Yeah. Michael King is number three. Mm -hmm. Kyle Higashioka is five. Johnny Lasagna is six. Is that what you want? (laughs) <laughs> what is this team you know that's actually an improvement from the other day when i happened to look at that same page and uh king was number two and i think higashioka was number four <laughs> so. yeah uh chad green has uh stepped into the two slot he's hitting in Derek jeter's position now Ooh, in the two hole he, he got that two hole clause hey maybe chad green can swing it we don't know i mean they might want to try letting him hit because it doesn't seem to be working with the other way around yeah Seriously. We're going to have a very complicated order of affairs today, as you'll notice. Point number one is that no one is hitting on the Yankees. And this has been a season-long, season-long as in like two weeks, but still, season-long yeah. thing. But in the past week especially, it's been atrocious. Uh, they've hit 158, 241, 306 with a WRC plus of 58 as a team. So that's bad. I mean, it's still better than like if I was hitting for the Yankees. And that's You're right. But... <laughs> I would do much worse. So they have that going for them, I guess. Yeah. And it's one of those annoying slumps where like they have not been shut out other than one game earlier in the season, but they have had just had a lot of uncompetitive at bats and the heart of the order is really not doing much of anything. There's been a lot of bad looking plate appearances from Aaron Hicks, Giancarlo Stanton, even though he had a couple homers over the weekend. Judge has technically the best numbers on the team, but he has looked pretty lost for a little while too. Clint Frazier has still not driven in a run this season, which obviously RBIs are not that important but you need to at least get one guy <laughs> it's not great <laughs> no no oh and uh rugno dodor after we briefly talked about him last weekend didn't not get a hit until getting a uh mostly meaningless solo homer so his batting line is actually worse than jay bruce's right now who is gone and we'll get into that later so swell yeah, who would have thought that the guy who couldn't make the rangers would be bad yeah it's it's not great a lot of lots of strikeouts, lots of weak contact, and that's part of it too. Because like they are making contact more than you you think, but it's just uncompetitive contact. It's just a lot of grounders, pop ups, easy fly balls. They're not stringing a lot of hits together. Like occasionally you'll see some minor rallies pop up, but 
nothing really comes of it. So that's lovely. Yeah, it's I don't know what's going on. Um, and like if this was happening in like the middle of July or August or something like that, we probably wouldn't even can give it this like two thoughts. It'd be just like, okay, yeah, it's a slump, it's fine, they're doing okay. This slump just happened to be at the beginning of the season. Like, I still think this team is way too talented to like continue this. <laughs> But it's just been a rough start to the season. And when you see like players like Judge and everybody just struggling and, or just looking lost, you just don't know what to do except throw your hands up in there and say, all right, get them next time, I guess. Right. That's like the one, I don't even know if I can call it a silver lining of it, but like the one thing that we can hope on, just that no one thinks that these players are going to have these numbers for the entire season. No one says Giancarlo Stan is a 76 OPS plus hitter. No one says Aaron Hicks and Clint Frazier are 41 OPS plus hitters. They are just better than that, no matter how frustrated you are with them at this time. And it's very tedious right now to just sit, throw our hands up and do nothing. But the alternatives are not really standing out all that much. I mean, Brett Gardner has been in a bad slump the past week too. So even when he's popped in for Frazier, he hasn't done all that much. You know, Higashioka has hit, but so is Gary. So like the catching position is like the only spot where there's production. But like, if you're saying, oh, we need to bench Hicks, we're, you're going to put in Talkman. I mean, okay, maybe that will work. But I do not think that Mike Talkman is going to save this team. It's just a really frustrating time where you just have to wait for the, the real numbers to play out because there's, there's not really anything else you can do. Yeah, and I mean, it's easy to get lost in the, holy crap, they're 5 and 10, you know, headline or whatever you want to think about it. But you got to remember, this is still just 15 games out of 162. There's more than 90% of the season left. <laughs> this is just like a random 15-game sample that, like, again, like I said, it, it could have happened at any point. It just happened or happened right now at the beginning of the season. But it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's also one of those things where, like, the last time the Yankees started off 5-10 and 10 was 1997, which was a long time ago. But that was also a season in where they made the playoffs. So it's not like this is a death sentence or anything. It's not far yet. from it. I've seen, like, the 2019 team also started out pretty poorly. They weren't this bad, but they were 6-9, and nine, which was really not that far off. But still, it's just waiting it out. And it's a slump that, like, you know, as you said, if it happened in July or August, it'd be like, well, they're not really playing well right now. They're 5-10 and 10 in the last 15 games but you know the overall record on the season would theoretically be like still five to ten games over so you don't notice it as much right like you said it, and with baseball it's hard to put any context in, not just the fact that april or it's the beginning of the season whatever any sort of like random month-long stretch or whatever just because like there's so much surrounding it like the 2013 yankees they had a great april they went 15 and 10 2013 Yankees, not a great team. I mean, they're fun to think about, and like, if you, if you like that kind of stuff. But overall, they're not a great team. Hey, the 2013 Yankees are Matt Frenchick's favorite team. Right. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> but no, no, it's it's exactly as you said. Like, it's just the timing of all this happening, and there are just a lot of middling teams right now too. But also at the same time, we got like the Royals are like nine and six or 10 and five or something like that. And they're on top of the central. And like, I don't think anyone thinks that's lasting. Same with the the Mariners are also on top of the AL West at this moment of recording. It's not something that's going to last, but that's just what it is right now. Yeah. Like outside of the Dodgers and their 13 and three record, I don't know that any of anything that we're seeing right now throughout all of baseball is real, except maybe the Rockies being the worst team in the league. <laughs> the, 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 the Basically the best team in the league and the worst team in the league probably will stay towards at, at the end of the season. You'll probably see them in the exact same positions. Two through 29, a lot of that's going to shuffle, I feel like. Yeah, 
Yeah. I do feel pretty comfortable locking in that the Rockies will get the number one overall pick in next year's draft and probably use it to waste it. So, (laughs) yeah, like the Dodgers might only lose like 10 games all year and the Rockies might only win 10 games all year. (laughs) Yeah, the Padres will steal a few, but otherwise the the Dodgers are going 150 and 12. (laughs) Yes. Hey, that's probably a better prediction than my uh, 161 and one for the Yankees. Yeah, I think that that seems to be out right now. But are are you still all in on both Judge and Stan getting 74 home runs? Oh yeah, it's going to be even more impressive. <laughs> okay, and fair I think enough. I think Judge is getting 74 and Stanton's getting 75 now. If we look at my official spreadsheet, because Stanton's the team leader. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, there you go. That clarifies things. <laughs> yes, don't worry. Don't worry. It's 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 happening. Yeah. So anyway, moving on to point number two, which is that no one is pitching except for Garrett Cole and a couple of relievers. Again, Michael King is third on the team in war, <laughs> baseball reference war right now. Yeah. Kudos to it. Michael King. But yeah, that's not which is fine. That, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that for him. It's just it's not very great for the rest of the team. <laughs> Yeah, and like both times he's come in, it's when the starter had a very abbreviated outing. He came in and provided some solid middle relief, which again, we're happy for him. And it would be great for him to keep up that role and meet that 100 innings of whatever goal that he had. They talked about in the, in the spring training. But the point is that he, you shouldn't need to have him do that as much. But the starting pitching has just been bad aside after Garrett Cole because you know Jordan Montgomery had the good first start against the Orioles, but hasn't looked as sharp since. Kluber has not looked good. He's been rusty as all hell. Tyone was pretty good in his first start. Then the second one was not good. So, And we don't have a fifth starter right now. Yeah, because we're in that period where they're skipping. We it. don't need it. Yeah, we'll probably go back to Domingo Harmon soon. But as we talked about on the last podcast, not particularly inspiring in those first two outings. No, yeah, I mean, in his first two outings, he went a combined seven innings. That's not good. <laughs> mm, no, Mm-mm. but hey, at least we have Garrett Cole. So every fifth day is fun when he's rocking a ERA under two. He has almost forty strikeouts on the year. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, just sucks that he took a. DeGrom-like loss on Sunday against the Rays. It was definitely a case in the seventh inning where maybe in a different situation, Boone wouldn't have felt like he needed to leave Cole out for that long and he would have gone to a reliever. But at that point, you know, the bullpen has has not been as bad as the rotation, but you still want to try to give Garrett Cole a chance to win the game for you. And when all due respect to Yoshi Susugo, if he's the one who's like beating Garrett Cole at the end, then you know he's probably pretty gassed. Yeah, like, I'm a little concerned for Cole just this whole year because I feel like, you know, every fifth day he's going to feel the need to go out there and give him, like, seven, eight innings. You know, even if you could tell that he's kind of, like, tiring at the end of it, they're still going to, I feel like, try and push an inning or two out of him. I mean, granted, like, you know, he's a workhorse. He can do it. But remember, you're coming off of the shortened season last year, and anybody that's the starting pitcher for the Yankees outside of him can barely go, like, three innings. So the bullpen's going to be like tired. So you could just see Aaron Boone trying to get squeeze an extra inning out of him here and there. And it's just going to like either cost the team or just make him more worn out. I'm, again, this is all just speculation. Obviously, maybe everyone will turn it around and Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyon will have like the next 15 games as complete games going forward. Who knows? But I'm a little concerned about that for right now. So... Yeah, I mean, it's not unfounded because every time the Garrett Cole starts, you feel like, okay, this is win day. They need to win. And if not, then it's going to be really bad because then the rudder is not much, you know? And it's the idea of this 
the lotto ticket rotation after Cole popping up again, where sure, it might make sense to take a gamble on like a Corey Kluber or Jameson Tyone to both bounce back to health and that Jordan Montgomery can have a good full season. But if that doesn't happen, then they're not giving you innings and your bullpen has to get extra work then. And then they're not going to be able to help as much when Garrett Cole's on the mound. And it's just going to naturally weaken them over the course of the full season. So again, it's like the question of, did this team have enough starting pitching? And, you know, and again, it, it's middle of April. It's very possible that they could all figure it out and that they will be fine. But as of now, no, it doesn't look like it. And this is a team with a championship window and they didn't see fit to invest in better options. Yeah. And like, you know, we've talked about this before, so I don't want to harp on it too much, but right. so, like, getting tie on, getting Kluber is they're fine moves, but they shouldn't be the only moves. That was like our biggest concern. And it's really showing itself right now. Again, Brian Cashman could come out of this looking like a genius and saying, ha ha, you dummies, you should have believed in me. But it's just a struggle right now. Yeah, and it's only made worse by, again, point one, the offense not doing anything. Because if right. the offense is playing up to its levels, then that might be able to patch over some of the, the back rotation holes. And, you know, you could not notice those as much when you're getting a little bit more run support. But they have not. So, unfortunately, the pitching has bored the brunt of that, too. Yeah, and I mean, for the most part, they haven't really been allowing a lot of runs. You know, we mentioned the bullpen has been doing a decent job overall. Like, yeah, I know they had a couple of sinkers as far as like games are concerned, but it's just the Yankees can't score runs right now. So their uh, offense, if they're clicking, they can probably be good for like four to six runs a game on average. And if they were clicking, then we might not be concerned about the pitching as much. It's just right now, like you said, they're not scoring. So that's why it seems a lot more daunting than it actually maybe is. And it, it's funny because like out of the 15 games, like only four of the games have they allowed actually more than five runs. Yeah. If I didn't, I'm doing this right. So like, again, the pitching is not great, but it's not terrible either. A, a, an offense that's working would mask a lot of the pitching woes. Right. And that takes us to point number three, which is also not helping the pitching. The defense has been really bad. It's yeah. it's an aspect of the game that is maybe the most frustrating for a fan to watch, I think. it's. I feel like the only thing more frustrating for fans is when a bullpen is bad and blows a lot of close games. But seeing faulty defenses is just not pleasant to watch, especially when you consider the kinds of defenses that championship teams that we remember were really good like the 2009 Yankees defense was quite good <laughs> yeah. you, you think about that compared to this team where we've got this is a good point that was brought up in an article the other day we've got a whole bunch of players who are playing out of position just sort of by necessity but also somewhat by plan and it's not leading to good results and there's just been some general sloppiness too. We've seen Aaron Hicks and Clint Frazier making uncharacteristic mistakes in the outfield. Glaber's been kicking it around at shortstop. Odor's made errors. Even Gio Urshela has, you know, had a couple of bad plays. It's not very good to watch. It's just a shining example of bad fundamentals. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the whole out of position thing because that's pretty much that's like a very big factor. Obviously, like the injury to Luke Voigt, you know, you can't really do much about that, so it's hard to kind of put too much blame on them. But at the same time, like you said, it's it comes down to the fundamentals. Like, what are you guys doing out there? And it probably doesn't help that like in games where they, if they even had a lead, they they don't really have like a Tyler Wade on the team right now. Which I can't believe I'm saying. Oh man, they don't have Tyler Wade on the team right now. But he can't really come out as like a defensive placement late in the game. 
to like take over for Glaber at shortstop, where he would he would probably help a little bit more than Glaber Torres. But it's just the like you said, it's a little bit not by fault, but also a little bit by design. Yeah, when they re-signed LeMahieu, they pretty much committed that Glaber is going to be their shortstop long term, and it's one of those things where it's like hard to really fault them for it because they entered 2020 with an infield defense around the around the horn of Urshela. Torres, LeMahieu, and Voight. So in a healthy lineup, there's no real place for Glaber to go if you're not playing him at shortstop. You can shift him over second base, but then you're moving LeMahieu to first. And then where's Voight going? Is he DHing? Or no, if, if you're healthy and you have stand, then he's DHing. And it's nice to say, like, maybe they should they should have used Glaber as like, a, I don't know, like a Zobris type or LeMahieu or Shell as a Zobris type and have a fifth infielder as more of a real shortstop in there. But that's a hard thing to get a lot of team buy-in into, especially for recruiting players to come in. Right. And like, I think if you wanted to go that route, DJ LeMahieu is probably your best bet because, I mean, he's very good defensively, at least at second base and is solid enough in, in other positions, whereas like Glaber Torres has not really looked good anywhere, even like mm-hmm. second base. He came up and Didi was still here and Didi was at shortstop, so Glaber played second. He didn't look like, oh my God, he was a great defensive shortstop. He just looked like, okay, fine, this could work. And so like, if you wanted to go that Ben Zobris route, like DJ LeMahieu is probably your best bet. But Again, I've never really bought into the fact that, like, hey, your biggest asset is just going to be playing all over everywhere or whatever. Or even, like, if you wanted to try and hide Glaber Torres, just having him hide in a different position every day, probably not going to help him. Like, somebody like Glaber, you want him to just stay at one place and focus on that. Like, all right, don't worry about any other position. Go learn shortstop or work on shortstop and do that. Yeah, that hasn't helped either since, you know, he was in the minors as a shortstop and then played a lot of second base when he came to the Yankees and is now back at shortstop. So it's something that's obviously he's got to just be better but that's been working against him too and to your point about LeMahieu even even makes sense to play him as like a Zobris type because he's the best hitter so you need him in the lineup every day and you he probably needs to be playing the same position every day there's reason that these Ben Zobris types are so rare not everyone's going to be shoehorned into it because it doesn't work yeah and because the last thing you want to do when you're like playing a game I'm, I'm again I'm not speaking from experience here but it's like, oh crap, I'm on this position today. So that, this is the way I got to hold the hold, like stand. This is the way I got to do. Like that's, there's a lot that goes into it from like, you know, just the preparation side to just constantly be able to shift that and change that on a daily basis. That takes a lot of skill, actually. It's not easy to do. I can. Yeah. So we want Glaber to play better, obviously, but we're at least acknowledging that parts of it. I can't really make any excuses for what's been going on in the outfield. That's just been kind of frustrating to watch because we expect them to be a little bit better than that. Yeah, hopefully once, you know, everything just starts clicking on the offensive side, maybe the defensive side will just start clicking too. Yeah. But but just right a... now, it just seems like everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Precisely, precisely. But hey, if you want to get it out of the way now and then never lose a game for the rest of the season, I support it. You go for it. Yeah, right. yeah. Do it. I dare you. I dare, I dare you. I dare you so much that we're going to go to an ad break. That doesn't make sense, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we're back in. And another point to go on, this is not about the Yankees necessarily directly, 
but also just bad luck throwing baseballs onto the field during Friday's game against the Rays. It just makes Yankees fans look really, really dumb. It makes I, them I, look worse than their reputation already is. Let's just be honest here. They yeah. They have a great reputation, and it just it just feeds into that, buys into that, like, oh, okay, yeah, see, this is what we were talking about. Yeah, and uh, Lindsay Adler had a good article about this the other day, about how, like, yeah, it's fans are frustrated, and it's totally understandable for all the reasons, since this has been building, this isn't just, like, an April thing, that this is a, a championship window that's not being capitalized on. So from one vantage point, I get it, but on the other... Don't throw baseballs on the field at Yankees games. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually wondering if a lot of some of that had to also do with, you know, them playing the Rays and the Rays have been chirping a lot recently and talking about That's how helped. they kept getting hit. So, but, but still, like, come on. And I feel like, you know, ever since my, our opening day pod where I talked about how great it is to have fans back in the stadium, every single week I'm like, all right, stop doing this. Stop doing this. Maybe, Maybe fans okay were a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Myself included. But, like, hey. Don't touch Aaron Judge during a pandemic. Don't throw baseballs out there. We're not asking for a lot. It's great that people are able to go back and see games, baseball games in person. That's fantastic. Stop ruining it. Yeah, it just makes the rest of us look bad. <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say about this, but like just a very simple thing. You don't need to make the public address announcer. You have to go, please stop throwing things on the field. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you all, children? I don't mean, think children behave this way. I don't know what it is, but stop Yeah, it. I'm throwing things because I'm upset. Like, bro, it's a baseball game. Calm down. <laughs> Never. Nope. Anyway, so last major point before we quit for the day, because the Yankees aren't really giving us much to talk about other than yelling about. How how have we not talked about this the whole podcast and just made it dedicated to this? Jay Bruce, farewell, a legend. I will remember who? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Got him. There you go. I did it. Yeah. I did it. Boom. Roasted. Kudos, honestly, to Jay Bruce for being like, yeah, this isn't working out. I, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I thought you guys would be more fun, but yeah. you're not, so I'm out. Yeah. And I totally get it, because he had four hits, 34 at-bats, and was just not doing much of anything. He'd already pretty much lost his job to Rugda Dodor in a way since LeMahieu had moved over to first, and Boone said that LeMahieu was going to be the plan going forward. And after the weekend series against the race, he's like, all right, I'm out. I'm retired. Goodbye. I miss Luke Voigt. <laughs> That's my opinion on Jay Bruce retiring. Like, what does he mean? He seemed like a good dude, but obviously did not make much of an impact here. I think he'll be somebody we struggle to remember on the Sporkle quiz, or we instantly remember just because of how random it was. Yeah. There's no middle ground there. Smacks a lot of the Tulowitzki weirdness of 2019, since like he was also in the opening day lineup that year. Bruce was in the opening day lineup, obviously, this year as a first baseman. And uh, they both barely played. They're, they're both gone. <laughs> Wait, was the, the Tulo thing only two years ago? Was it not like five <laughs> At 2020 was a long year, but yes, somehow Tulo was only two years ago. I forgot that it was 2019 when they decided, hey, Troy Tulowitzki can start for us and not like 2012 or something. God. Yeah. Yankees make some interesting choices sometimes. Yeah, I think that that one was based around DD needing the Tommy John, so he's going to be out for a couple months. And then they weren't sure yet what they were going to do with LeMahieu exactly. So they're like, we'll try Tulo as the starting shortstop for a little bit. And then it did not last long. 
LeMahieu was originally signed to be like a utility infielder or utility guy, right? Like, Or in the more just classic Zobrist role, you know? Right, yeah. And then he's it's like, actually, I'm the best hitter on the team, apparently. So, I'm a machine. Yes. But, but yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> we're getting distracted from the hero at hand, Jay Bruce, you know? <laughs> you know, I, it was funny. I saw that, you know, the Yankees were just being nice and they showed like a small video tribute for Bruce on the scoreboard at Sunday's game, which was mostly just like Joey Votto talking about him since they were together for so long in Cincinnati, which is really nice, obviously. And they had a great bond, but also as part of like... The highlights they showed, you know, it was mostly like red stuff and Cleveland. But then they also showed him like making a play at first base with the Yankees and hitting a home run. <laughs> it was like, I'm those are the ones. Just, it would have been great if they just showed his Yankee highlights. Like, yep, they're the two. <laughs> 12 second highlight video. <laughs> I mean, it was basically that. <laughs> at least we got Joey Votto to talk about him. Yeah, better plan, I think. <laughs> So uh, obviously people who listen to us before today know I don't have a Twitter account, but like I saw on the Yankees Facebook that they like had like this tribute image for Jay Bruce, like, thanks for everything, Jay. Jay. And I'm just like, what, what? <laughs> I could not stop laughing for like a good 10 minutes. Cause it's just, I think they spent more time developing this graphic than he did on the Yankees. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, it probably only took like, you know, it probably only took like a good graphic designer, like 15, 20 minutes to come up with something like that real, real quick. I mean, it's just a few edits and stuff, not to like undermine what they do, just throwing that out there. But it was still just hilarious to be like, all right, we're doing this. Sure. Why not? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I wonder if they like went to him and like, all right. You're going to be off this team one way or the other. You decide how you want to go. That's kind of what I suspect since like backup first baseman who you don't really want to play at first base doesn't really offer much of a point to being on the roster. Like you might as well just put Mike Ford on there, which is probably what they're going to do. So yeah, I have a feeling that is probably what would happen. And Bridge J. Bruce is like, you know what? We'll just, I'll save myself some dignity and retire here. Yeah, it probably makes sense to have Ford come up, give him some first base playing time. And then this way, we don't have to see necessarily as much of Rugen Odor, hopefully. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> and then until that fails, and then it's back to, all right, well, DJ's at first, Odor's at second. I miss Luke Voigt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just having a healthy Luke Voigt would make this I I say that I would make it so much better, but but for all we know, he would just like be striking out a ton. (laughs) Right. Who knows? But right now I'm just going to say I miss Luke Point. (laughs) Miss big beefy boys. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, so Jay Bruce aside, farewell, dude. You seemed fun for other teams, but not here. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Or should we just get into Yankee and Mitra of the week? Be better Yankees. I can't even focus on any one specific part of it. Just all of y'all be better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else that needs to be said. This is just a team that has to do better. There are no immediate solutions walking through that door, and they are better than a 5-10 and 10 team. And this offense is better than they've been doing. So start the work against the Braves. That's all. Yes. Pretty all much right. it. All right. So let's wrap this thing up with the Yankee and the... Now, that wasn't good. <laughs> even the Mitre <laughs> horns off this week. The Yankee and the Mitre of the week. Much better. Who is your Yankee of the Week? My Yankee of the Week, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the fact that games at least do have an end. I gave you a little bit of a spoiler about this when we spoke yesterday, but the Yankees are not a fun team to watch right now. So I'm just happy that they don't endlessly play forever. And somebody decided at one point, hey, 
nine innings, we're good. We're going to call it a game after as long as somebody has a lead. And I'm just very happy that that's a thing. So I can at least, you know, say, all right, we're done here. Yeah, that person is a hero. They're probably also <laughs> a racist because they lived in the 19th century. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- that's why my Yankee of the Week was just the fact that games ended, not that person who made that decision. <laughs> Wise, honestly. Yeah, my hero is the groupthink idea. <laughs> Yeah, so here was the fact that this is a thing that happens. Conversely, couldn't you also say that it is the Mitre of the Week, since if they had said it ended after seven innings all the time, then we'd be, you know, a couple more innings free of this? No, nine just feels right, because I'm just so programmed for that right now. So I'm, uh, I'm just going to let let it stick as the Yankee of the Week and not be upset that games are shorter, just because I feel like Rob Manfred, who's definitely listening to this, is going to be like, see, the people want seven innings. Yeah, you know what's weird? CeCe Sabathia wants seven inning games. <laughs> I think that's just because he wants people to go home sooner. I mean, look, I would fully admit to like, I love with the, the 630 start times and stuff like that, because I just like having a lot more of my day back. But I'm also the first person to just turn off the game if it's boring to me. So yeah, it's like, this is not satisfactory. I have better things to do with my time. I mean, we've just been playing nine. I'm sure like if they were to say, hey, all games are now seven innings, I would eventually get used to it. Just right now, I'm so used to yeah. nine innings. that just seven just feels like what's going on here. It feels like a rain shortened game or something like that. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, that's a good Yankee of the Week. For my Yankee of the Week, I'll just go ahead and give it to Garrett Cole again, simply by default, since it's not like anyone else is really earning their keep for it. So he pitched better than the fate he got on Sunday. So Garrett Cole, we're sorry that the offense could not live it up to you, but Garrett Cole, you are still the Yankee of the Week. Yeah. Think of it as like a sort of a makeup for when we were a little bit late to get the super dominant star on the podcast last time. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even when things are going well, there's a very good chance Garrett Cole could still just be the Yankee of the Week every week. I mean, he's that good. So Exactly. The only alternative is giving it to, like, I don't know, one of these random relievers, Michael King. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're, t- you're top three on the, on the Yankees' uh, leaderboard, uh, war leaderboard right now. So maybe he should have it. Yeah, honorary <laughs> Yankee of the Week. only shot. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well. Uh, who's your Mitre of the Week? Everyone. Yeah, Just that's fair. All of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Everybody that's not named Garrett Cole or Gary Sanchez because he's fine. But like, it's hard to pick just one Mitre of the Week. <laughs> I have like, so many have... favorites. How could I choose? <laughs> I know, right? But I'm going to go ahead and go with Rugnet Odor again. Oh, yeah. He's not somebody that I care about or want to put too much stock in. But since we last recorded and, you know, I, I mentioned how. He had his Yankee signature moment and helped them to for both those wins. He's done shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had a home run on, uh, was it Friday or Saturday, I think? I think Saturday. His first Yankee home run. Yeah, Saturday. But besides that one hit, he's been hitless since those two first hits in back-to-back days. So, yeah, why not? Turns out he's mm-hmm. still bad. <laughs> Mitre of the week, almost immediately. Impressive. <laughs> There's a real foul odor about him. Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> well, I think if I'm, my memory is correct, I gave Jay Bruce Mitre of the Week during his first week. So maybe that means that Rubenito Odor will retire next Sunday or something. You know, I almost made Jay Bruce my Yankee of the Week just because he retired. Like, <laughs> hey, we're done. This is fun. Thanks for making it easy. For I still respect it. I still respect it. <laughs> My Mitre of the week is going to go to Corey Kluber because he's just looked bad. 
bad yeah. bad. And like I do know that some of it is just early season rust and you know getting back to normal after missing most of the season and a half, but it's another one of the things with like with the offense and I'm the only reason I'm not choosing the offense. Cause you pick basically everyone, but <laughs> Odora is a stand in for everyone, but I feel like yes. I need, I do need to spotlight someone in that rotation too. And Kluber has just been the most hittable of the starters from the past week. So sorry, dude, pitch better. Yeah. I mean, Kluber's interesting because like, if memory serves well, which it probably doesn't, he had like a decent start to spring. And then like towards the end of spring, he started to kind of show signs of struggling a little bit. And that just kind of carried over into the regular season. Yeah. But for me, it's just like Corey Kluber was somebody I was like, oh, this is cool. We got Corey Kluber. Like, that's going to be great. He's somebody I just wish that I could just shrug my hands up and be like, oh, shit, this didn't work out. But we need you to be better and be the second best pitcher on the team right now. So, yeah. He, he needs to step it up. Hopefully he can. Whether or not he does is a different story, but he's very, very unfortunately deserving of the Mitre of the Week this week. Yeah. Womp womp. It's a fair call. <laughs> they made it very easy to pick the Mitre of the Week this week for both of us. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Don't do that again, Yankees. All right. Well, hopefully next week we'll be able to report back with some better team news. Hopefully it's watch they'll lose like uh, every game and they'll be like a 12 game losing streak and be like, well, somehow things got worse. Yeah. Then then I just, uh, at least I know we didn't jinx it then because they've just been losing. <laughs> Maybe we'll do the reverse jinx and it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> sure, why not? All right. So that'll do for us this week on Pinstripe Alley Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley. Follow me on Twitter at Mern's PSA. Where are you this week? I'm at Yankees. Go yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find him at Yankees PR. <laughs> yes, I'm both of them. Yes, just ye- yell at them. That is definitely Kunj, and he controls the Yankees. So, you know, mm-hmm. he draws your we'll ire. <laughs> we'll talk to you again, and hopefully, have to have a Yankees win or two to talk about. We're setting the at bar real one. high. Just give me one. Yeah, playing the Braves and then Cleveland set right. Yeah. Do we know if uh, Acuna Jr. is going to be playing? I know he left the game, like, hurt or something like that. I don't think any news has actually come out yet. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Let's see. He's, oh, okay. He's day-to-day. So he maybe he won't play in the first game, but he'll probably play at some point, I would think. But yeah. <laughs> so Yankees probably won't even get to Miss Acuna. So lucky them. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. team. You yes. did it. <laughs> they got two with Atlanta. Then they got four in Cleveland uh, after that. So good luck. That'll do it for this week. Bye, everyone. See ya.